Hello, everyone, and welcome to Encourage Your Heart. Thank you so much for spending just a few moments of your time with me. I'm your host, Felicia, and I am honored that you chose me to be your voice of encouragement for today. Now, listen, the moments that we spend together are going to be filled with lots of love, lots of compassion, transparency, raw emotions. It's going to be a few laughs and quite possibly a few tears. But my hope is, well, you guessed it, to encourage individuals by sharing real life experiences and gaining an understanding of biblical principles that we can apply to our everyday life. That's right. It's a spiritual devotion filled with true encouragement, and it all awaits you in just a few moments. So before we get into our release, I want to take just a few moments to say happy Father's Day. If you are a father, if you served as an intricate part in a young man or woman's life, if you were a mentor or if you were a father figure, I salute you. The good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, the happy, the sad, I salute you. You guys don't get the credit that you deserve. And sometimes you're beat down by not just the world, but by the women that you've had children with. And I just want to take a few moments just to celebrate you and let you know that we love you. Um, And we all can agree that we all have one father in common, and that is our God. That's our savior. And we want to tell him that we love him. He's a good, good father. And man, you're supposed to be the provider, the provisionary. You're supposed to be our coverer. And we want you to know that we love you, we salute you, and we honor you. Happy Father's Day. So as we go into our release, I want you to just take about two to three minutes and stop whatever it is that you're doing. I want you to think deep down inside and I want you to Go to that place where peace resides, the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace that right now covers you as you have the world that's heavy on your shoulders, the peace that's covering you as all is not well, but shall be well in the name of Jesus. The peace that covers you because right now life is life and and you feel at times that it's getting the best of you. So if you don't mind, just take a few moments and go with me to your place of peace.
Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I actually started to, to sing this song, y'all. It's going to go like, boom, welcome, 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 boom, boom, welcome, 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 boom, boom. boom. Welcome to another episode of Encourage Your Heart, guys. I am so glad that you decided to join in with me today as we go just a little bit deeper into the biblical patriarch by the name of Gideon. Um, We've went over his story for the last three episodes, and we're just going to get a little bit deeper. Um, And Gideon was a man who allowed fear to lead him until God showed up and told him not only that he was courageous, but that he was a mighty man of valor. That's specifically what God said. Right. And God gave him direction. God gave him instruction. God gave him purpose. God took a lowly commoner like Gideon, who was hiding from his enemy, scared out of his mind, y'all. Because of the hurt and the pain that he and his people had endured. And God led him into faith, a faith-driven journey. I mean, faith-driven. And it was filled with emotional ups and downs, a lot of mistakes, some self-doubt, and overcoming of many obstacles, a lot of victories. Um, I don't know about y'all, but that sounds so familiar to me. And even though it was a small passage, it was Judges chapter six through chapter eight. There was so much to unpack. And it's amazing how a lot of the things that the patriarchs in the Bible went through that are so relevant to what we go through in life today. Right. The world is ever changing, but the word of God, it never changes and it never will. It's us who change. It's our mindsets and our thought processes that change. Um, We're the ones that forget the teachings of our forefathers and our ancestors. We're the ones who go astray, right? We're the ones who succumb to the fear of failure and stray away from the paths that lead us to being and walking forward in faith. Um, And I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all probably heard my watch ringing. (laughs) So I'm sorry. Um, but over the last three weeks, we we've talked about principles that I honestly feel that's going to help us get back on task. Um, these are precepts that I believe that God gave me to share with you all. But most importantly, I believe he gave them to share with myself for me to follow myself. Um, in week one, we found out that we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to capture our fear and release our confidence. We need to believe in the power of Christ within each and every one of us, right? Um, on week two, we actually discuss how we should work through our fears and tell God how we truly feel and don't let where we come from keep us from progressing, we slid on over to week three <laughs> and in the series, we realized that if we, number one, ask God for a sign, number two, trust what he's telling us. And number three, remove the distractions and find a support system that all these principles will put us in position to walk forward in faith, trusting and believing God all along the way. So Today, we're about to embark on our fourth week of this series, um, of this particular series. And again, the title is Fear Failure Versus Forward in Faith. And I'm super excited to dig just a little bit deeper in the life of Gideon. 
um, so that we can learn more about him and how we can apply God's word to our everyday life, regardless of the trials and the tribulations that may come. All of this and more is going to be coming your way in just a few moments. Okay, so we left off with Gideon tearing down the altar of Baal per God's instructions because the Israelites had done went over there to Canaan and lost their mind. They done start adopting the cultures and doing what the Canaanites do. They worshiping false gods and all that. And so they done built this statue. And after Gideon tears it down at night with his 10 people, um, they ready they at at Gideon's neck. <laughs> and so Gideon's dad was like, listen, if Baal is a God, let Baal defend himself because anyone who tries to defend him, they're going to die. And so the situation got real, real quick, but it actually helped the people see that God is God and that Baal is a lie. He's a false God, right? God blocked it. Y'all remember that song? God blocked it. He did not let him fall no he did not let him fall <laughs> so now the Midianites they're making alliances with other armies against Israel they've crossed the Jordan and they've camped out at this area called the Valley of Jezreel not Jezebel but Jezreel okay so then the spirit of God came upon Gideon like pretty much like clothes y'all giving him power and so Gideon blows a ram's horn and this was actually Gideon calling um to arm a clan called Abiezar I think that's how you pronounce it and he was calling this clan to come to him and then he sent four different messengers out to other clans four different other clans and summon their warriors. And actually, everybody answered that call. They all responded to Gideon's call. So Gideon said to God, listen, if you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel, as you promised, I need you to prove it to me. If you are trying, you know, if you want me to rescue Israel, I need you to do two things. First thing Gideon said was, look, I need you to take this fleece and I need you to make it wet and the ground dry. And then I, <laughs> I need you to make the ground dry and the fleece wet. He said it two different times. And that brings me to our first practical point, which is repeat your previous steps if needed. Um, Gideon got rid of his distractions, right? What was the distraction? That was the Tower of Baal. He got his supporting cast. Not only was it those 10 people that tore down that, that, uh, the tower, the, the not tower, I'm sorry, but the, um, altar of Baal, but not only did he do that, now he's called these different people, the warriors to come to help him because he see that his enemies are getting bigger and bigger. So this is him having to work through fears because now he's asking God for a sign again. And I'm not even going to lie to you. When he asked God for that second sign, he was like, God, please don't be angry with me. Remember, I told y'all that it was going to be an emotional uh, journey. It was emotions up and down and there's a lot of self-doubt. And Gideon still didn't believe that God had chosen him and fully equipped him. Now, this is my theory. This is how I feel when I read it. I don't feel that Gideon was operating in what God had told him, which was that he was a courageous man. What I feel is that Gideon was still operating in self-doubt because of the past experiences, right? Past seven years or so. 
I know all too well what that's about because I'm going to be honest with y'all. Oftentimes I find myself asking God for a sign and I don't think sometimes that it's because I don't trust God because I do trust God. And I say that to him sometimes, even whenever, you know, I'm praying or I'm upset or I'm like, God, I trust you. <laughs> I trust you, God. I don't like it, but I trust you. But that's me being honest with God. And so sometimes when this happens, I think it's because I doubt myself. And if I'm honest to a certain degree, that goes still hand in hand with trusting God, because I have to ask myself, if you truly trust God and God said that you will be victorious, then why don't you believe it? Then there's that revelation. And the answer always comes back to me as I'm allowing my fears of failure or fears to lead me. I'm allowing what I see to lead me. I'm focusing on things with my natural eye. But see, when I decide to exercise that mustard seed size faith, um, that that one that, you know, if I speak to the mountain, I say and tell the mountain to move, it's going to move. Um, only then am I able to release that fear and walk toward and forward in faith. Trusting and believing God all along the way. So our second practical point is to downsize and erase your plan and follow God's directions. Uh, Jeroboam, a.k.a. Gideon, um, and his army got up early, traveled a little bit, and pitched a tent in a very strategic location. Now, if you've listened to the previous podcast, you'll know um, why they changed his name. I believe it was last uh, podcast, that episode number three, where we talked about why they changed his name. So after doing this, God told Gideon, hey, you have too many warriors with you. And if I let all y'all fight against the Midianites, them Israelites, they're going to get the big head and they're going to start boasting and even tell me that they saved themselves with their own strength. (laughs) And that's not going to happen. So I'm going to help you downsize and erase your plan, because at the end of the day, think about it. God didn't tell Midian to get all them people anyway. That's what Gideon did. Right. So. And that's just me paraphrasing, y'all. I really encourage you to go back and read the word for yourself. I always read the King James Version, and then I will go back and I'll read alternative versions like the ESV or the living, uh, I think it's what the uh, uh, Life Study Bible. Uh, I'll also read NIV, whatever works. Sometimes I'll read one of those and then go back and read the King James Version because I want to get a really good understanding. But no matter if you're listening to this podcast, another podcast, or you're listening to a sermon in the church or online, go back and read the word for yourself and make sure what you're being told lines up to the understanding that God is giving you. Okay. That's just a little side note. (laughs) Okay, so God told Gideon, tell the people who are timid and scared to leave and go back home. And so that was 22,000 people that left. And it was 10,000 people who were still there and willing to fight. But God said, nah, nah, we need to downsize some more. Okay, so bring them to the spring and I'm going to test them and I'm going to make a determination who stays and who's going to fight 
and who going to go back home? So what did Gideon do? He erased his plan and he followed God's direction. So they get down to the spring and God said, okay, the warriors that scoop water into their hands and lap that water like a dog with their tongue, put them in one group. And the warriors who kneel down and drink the water with their mouth to the spring, I want you to put them in another group. And so when Gideon did this, the ones that lapped the water like a dog, it was 300 of them. And then it was the rest of them and the other group. So God said, Gideon, those 300 men who uh, lapped that water like a dog, them the ones that I'm going to let you take. They're going to save you and they're going to help you defeat the uh, Midianites and the rest of them. You can send them back home. So, y'all, that was like thirty two thousand or so people that was downsized to three hundred people. Why? Because Gideon had to erase his plan and follow God's plan. So many times, y'all, we think that we know best. And God to give us a directive and we like, oh, well, let me try this. So let me try that. And God ain't, told, God ain't told us that we try to help him when he doesn't need our help. Right. And this is a perfect example. When I go back and read and I hope I'm not overlooking it, but I don't recall seeing God saying Midian call all these warriors. I don't recall seeing that. And if that's truly the case, that means that. Midian, he didn't even think about what God said. God said, I'm going to use you to save your people, to save the Israelites. That means if I'm going to use you to do it, I'm going to give you the directive. I'm going to give you the tools that you need to do it. And a lot of times, y'all, that is how we fall by the wayside. That's how we don't succeed. That is how we succumb to our feel of failure and how we don't walk forward in our faith because we're not listening to what God says. So it's very important that we not only downsize, it's very important that we not only erase our plan, but it's so important that we follow, follow, follow God's directions and do exactly what it is that he's telling us to do. Because no matter how big or how small it looks, God's got us covered. If he say you don't need 32,000 and you only need 300, best believe he going to take care of it. Our third and final practical point is if you're scared, say you're scared, but do not give up. OK, now that God has determined which warriors are going to fight with Gideon and he's provided them with a few provisions, Gideon and them <laughs> and them <laughs> are now positioned with uh, their enemies below them in the valley. Right. So later on that night, God told Gideon, get up. And go on down there to the Midianite camp because I'm about to make you victorious over all of them. And I'm going to deliver them into your hand. But if you're scared, Gideon, say you're scared. And if you're afraid to attack, I still want you to go down there with your servant Peru. And I want you to eavesdrop and listen to what the Midianites are saying outside their tents. This is going to strengthen you and encourage you. This goes back into our previous practical point from week one. Be honest with yourself. Listen, guys, 
this is one of the best ways that we can find encouragement. And that's to be honest and admit that we're scared, whatever that fear is. See, the word encouragement means to inspire with courage or confidence. But how can you really be inspired or give inspiration with courage if we lie to ourselves about not being afraid? Gideon was still operating in what he felt about himself, not what God had spoken over him and called him to be, which was a mighty man of valor, a courageous man. Gideon got down there, y'all, and he got down there right when the man was, it was a Midianite um, soldier telling everybody a dream that he had. And so then another Midianite soldier was pretty much telling him, hey, that dream could, can only mean one thing, bro. The uh, Gideon and the Israelites, they about to tear us up. They about to defeat us. And so needless to say, when Gideon heard that, he was encouraged and he was strengthened. But God had already said that, right? It happened just as God told him it would. And the thing is, Gideon and his army of 300 that God had handpicked for him ran their enemies and the Midianites and their uh, uh, allies, right? Because the Midianites were their enemies. So Gideon ran them all the way back across the Jordan. <laughs> they were exhausted. They were tired. But they did not give up. They ran their enemies on up out of there. And God has not given us that spirit of fear, y'all. This is an internal sensation that we allow the enemy to, to deposit into us. The only way he can do that is that we allow the enemy won't do nothing that we don't allow him to do. Right. And we have to learn that we can't lean to our own understanding because we're looking at God. And if we look with our natural eye, we are not looking towards God. We are leaning to our own understanding. But if we really are looking towards God, we're not going to try to make it make sense. How are you going to say that? The Midianites with all these people, thousands and thousands of people are going to get beat with 300 people. When Gideon started with like 32,000. If you look at it with your natural eye, it's, oh man, that's impossible. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. But with God, all things are possible. And so that's why we can't look at things with a natural eye because that natural eye will trick us and give us a spirit of fear. But when we look with a spiritual eye, and when we're honest with ourselves, when we capture our fear and release our confidence, when we believe in the power of Christ within us, and when we work through and walk through our fears, when we tell God how we truly feel and don't let where we come from keep us from progressing, um, when we ask God for a sign, when we trust what God is telling us, when we remove the distractions and find a support system as many times as we need to, then in addition, if we downsize our circle and erase our plan and follow God's direction, if we admit to God that we are scared and we are afraid, but recognize that fear is the trick of an enemy, then we won't give up, y'all. We're going to keep pushing to that finish line, especially when God already says, hey, I'm going to deliver your enemies into your hand. I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. 
I'm going to make you the borrower. I'm sorry, the lender and not the borrower. You're a mighty man of courage. You're a mighty woman of courage. If he's telling us all that, then we can leave behind the lies that fear tells us. And we can push forward in our faith. Our scriptures of the moment are going to come from Psalms. I believe that's where all of them come from. Psalms is a remarkable book in the word. It is powerful. It's encouraging. It's, it's inspiring. It takes us through all the sensations and emotions that we deal with. And Psalms gives you permission to be weak, be vulnerable, be honest. And a lot of the things that we've discussed, even up until this point, so take about 30 days and just dive into Psalms and I promise you it would definitely do your heart well. OK, so Psalms chapter 27, verse 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Um, Psalms 31 and 24 is pretty much identical. It says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. Um, and then we have Psalms. Chapter 46, verses 1 through 2. And it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? God's got us, y'all, okay? Um, and then the other one that I wanted to read was actually 1 Peter verse 5 and 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. God loves us. He loves us. He loves us. And we have to make sure that we're doing our part to release our fear of failure and continue to push and press and walk forward in our faith. So in conclusion, I want you to know just how much I appreciate you for tuning in to Encourage Your Heart and spending just a few moments with me, Felicia. You could have tuned in anywhere else, but you're here with me and I am grateful to be your voice of encouragement for today. Listen, this is the start of a new week. Follow the practical points that we discussed today and apply them to your life. These are tools that will help you get through each and every moment, any moment that may come up. Encourage Your Heart is a weekly podcast ready, willing, and able to uplift your mind, your spirit, and your heart. You can find us on social media at Encourage Your Heart or just a few moments with Felicia. So make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate us. Don't forget to comment and don't forget to follow. We can be found on pretty much any podcast app. And if no one's told you today, I want you to know that I love you. Thank you so much. And remember, all is well and all that's not well shall be well in the name of Jesus. And don't you think about forgetting that moment by moment we heal together.